Hello and welcome to This Week in Japan. I'm the Gaijin John. I'm the Geek Tom. And together we are Geeks and Gaijins and we bring you all the local news from around Japan uh, in one bite-sized form. Please do not take more than one within four hours. If so, ask your doctor if Geeks and Gaijins is right for you. We're just very popular amongst the medical community. There's no dangers. There's no side effects. <laughs> doctors love them. Well, okay. Nine out of ten doctors love us. <laughs> <laughs> and we're working on the tenth one. We'll get them eventually. Yeah, we don't talk about Steve. This week's podcast has, uh, well... Let's say some ups and downs, uh, some crunches and some smushes, some... What? What was that? <laughs> I I don't know, I was trying to think of opposites. Some Cornish countrysides and some... London? Not Cornish countrysides, that as well. <laughs> <laughs> but this week we have edible masks. The unforgivable crime of owning a deadly weapon. Weird things continue to be stolen in Japan. Which one is it this week? <laughs> uh, a classic dessert that I've got in my freezer. Maybe you, just you, can hire a fat guy. And also uh, some crime updates. And also Suga is in the house. And by house, I mean the UK. Thomas, just quickly, how does it feel having the Japanese Prime Minister... Um, with you for once. I'll be honest, John, not that much different from usual. I know, he doesn't take up much space. (laughs) I don't think he changes the tone uh, in the UK drastically, either because he doesn't have that much of of a sway over what the UK thinks, or he just isn't that different, really, if we get down to it. Bland, no personality, and a blatant disregard for people's lives. Yep, that'll fit in with the UK. Exactly, John. You're with it. You haven't forgotten your roots. Well, to start off, it's time for Cute Corner. (laughs) This week's Cute Corner is so dumb. <laughs> it's like usually we have like fluffy things or stuff or like I mean there, there's some fluff to this. Yeah, uh, but this feels like it should stick more in snack break, but I couldn't <laughs> get my hands on I couldn't get my hands on them for this week. This everyone, maybe you've dreamed that oh, I wish I could just eat my mask. And for those of you who have followed that dream, I wish my mask didn't taste so bad. (laughs) Well, now, Japan has come to the rescue yet again to this question that no one asked. It's time for mask pan. This is not a pan that you have on your face. Instead, it is the wonderful melon pan. But as a mask. Hold on, John. You're going to have to... Just to be absolutely sure that you're not joking, are you actually talking about strapping a piece of bread to your face in order to prevent you spreading coronavirus? No, that don't be ridiculous. I'm talking about strapping a sweetened piece of bread to your face to stop coronavirus. The sugar is important. The sugar is very important. It's essential to the melon part of the pan. 
uh, now that you mentioned it. You're correct there, John. Thank you for correcting me. For those who don't know, by the way, melon pan is a kind of traditional Japanese, like, bun that is, it doesn't taste of melon. Uh, the iconic thing about it is that it's like a sweet bun, but then it's covered by another, like, roll of cookie, and that cookie uh, that's stuck to the top has, like, a crisscross shape on it to make it look like a melon. And there is a group of college students, uh, aged 19 to 20, who state that they love bread and have fulfilled their dream of wanting to smell bread all the time. Yeah, no, that checks out. That's that's college students for you. Well, apparently this is the world's first edible mask uh, with the cooperation of Melon de Melon, who is a a bakery in Tokyo that specialises in melon pan. You never would have guessed. Uh, so I will say, melon pan is bloody delicious. I love melon pan. Though the more I think about this mask, like... Just the more problems that come up. It just sounds like a bad idea straight off the bat. It sounds great for like five minutes. And then you've either eaten the, the melon pan and it's no longer a mask. Or you have to actually wear it as a mask for an extended period of time. And that just that just doesn't sound great. I can't imagine a sticky cake being great with mask acne. You'd have to like, yeah, eat that bit of the cake, for the bread first. But then you've got like... You'll have half-eaten bread over your face, which will already be wet as well. Yep. Mm. I will I will say, I'm looking at the website right now, and other than some hilarious pictures, um, <laughs> go onto this website. We'll put it in the description. It's All right. insane. Uh, but a Google Translate of some of these lines includes, it will be released because it has higher performance than expected. <laughs> this wasn't supposed to work but somehow it does so I, you could have some I guess yeah so yeah so basically oh, I think this started out as a joke but then they had a third party research organisation do a performance test and they realised that bread doesn't tend to let like spit and particles and stuff through bread they, surprisingly water resistant who would have thought? Yeah. Yep. So the inside of the mask is literally a hollowed-out thing of bread of this bread with just little elastic, like attached to it, so you can put mm. it over your ears. Um, mm. uh, note under this uh, note, like this three D vision of how it works, it says on the website that one. Due to the characteristics of the product, the aroma of melon bread is attractively attached to the face. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, they've convinced and, me. <laughs> and also, please note that if you eat the inside of the mask, the performance will be reduced. Yeah. <laughs> you don't say... The other problem, which is, it also states, when using as a mask outdoors, please do not eat the outer part, as there is a possibility of virus adhesion. I was, so going, to, I was going to point out, are you supposed to eat the bit that's had everyone cough on it? I don't think so. No, which is sad, because as anyone knows, that's the best part of the melon pan. 
You're throwing away the... perfectly good melon pan. What a waste. You could just wear a mask and eat melon pan. You could live with both you, things. You just couldn't do both at the same time. It's about what you're willing to sacrifice, John. For the delicious taste of melon pan at all times. What you should be willing to sacrifice is 1,800 yen plus tax for five <laughs> masks. For five masks. Um, though it seems they might sell them frozen, so you have to, like, defrost them. <laughs> because otherwise, I do imagine it's kind of difficult to ship cakes all around Japan. Oh, dear. I mean, if you can just... As long as you... I guess you can't just take them straight out of the freezer and slap them on your face. That would actually be painful. But um, I guess it would make them last a little longer. It's like, yeah. I would say this is obviously a joke. It's obviously quite fun. But it's just weird. Oh, God. It kind of looks like everyone's doing a really bad Bane impersonation from The Dark Knight. No one cared who I was until I put on the mask. <laughs> and they were like, oh, shit, dude, is that bread? So delicious. Yes, I started a small bakery. I was part of a work release program in prison. I worked with Gordon Ramsay, don't you know? It's how I got my accent. <laughs> For growing up and living in a Turkish prison. But there we are. Oh, Bane. Bane. You don't make sense. But I guess you're not supposed to. Poor Bane. But poor everyone in Japan, because it's time for Crime Corner. Uh, uh, This week's crime... uh, Don't own deadly weapon, kids, without a permit. Because they're (laughs) dangerous. As long as the government says it's okay if you own a deadly weapon, it is therefore perfectly ethical for you to own a deadly weapon. But uh, make sure you check with your local establishment first. This is more the fact that Japan hadn't explicitly said you're not allowed to own these things. Fair enough. And therefore, and therefore, people went, oh, I'm going to buy these things. Everyone went, oh, that's kind of dangerous. Um, so these are crossbows, which were surprisingly, uh, until very recently, more easy to get your hands on uh, than an air rifle. Uh, despite the fact there are loads of laws on, like, owning firearms and other weapons in Japan, uh, there were no rules uh, related to crossbows at all. That both being, like, a double-handed, like, hunting crossbow or a single-handed pistol crossbow, which are also sometimes called bow guns. And, yeah, basically most of Japan's rules against weapons are either against swords or firearms. And I've done some crack research to tell you that, Thomas, that a crossbow is neither of those. What I'm learning, John, is that I'm allowed to open carry a naginata when I go to uh, Japan. I I wouldn't try it, but there you go. You can just do the kind of gaijin smash. Everyone would just be too embarrassed to actually stop you. (laughs) Someone has said before that my superpower is embarrassment, so carry on. Well, the thing is, like, they're not actually banning owning crossbows. You are just going to need to get a permit from your prefecture to possess one. Um, This is the same thing that is in place for air rifle ownership. Uh, 
which also requires the completion of safety classes and for the owner to be at least 18. I don't know about that, John. That sounds like communism to me. They're here to take away your crossbow rights, Japan. you got to rise up. Don't let the man take away your right to bear whatever the hell a crossbow is. Bear stringed weaponry? Yeah, exactly. What's next? Where will it end? They'll come, they'll come for your small pocket knives next. <laughs> They're going to come for the literal bow and arrows I have in my cupboard. I am not joking. I do Japanese archery as a hobby. John takes home defense seriously. You gotta respect it. <laughs> I wonder how the castle doctrine reacts when you're using a longbow. Pro- it's probably okay. <laughs> Let's be real, John. Um, but no, the, the, the main reason that this has come up is you do have to state like what you're using it for. So like sports target shooting or tranquilizing wild animals. You still have a while, by the way. These regulations actually won't go in effect till next March. So uh, panic by your crossbows now. Um, <laughs> Stockpile crossbows for the revolution. The main reason like this has come up is that crossbows and bowguns were involved in about 37 crimes in the last 10 years. And 16 <laughs> of those were murders or attempted murders. Uh, which included the death of four people last year. So it's kind of understandable. And yes, Thomas, you yes, the, yes, that number sounds quite funny compared to some other things. It's it's uh, it's just high enough that it's almost a pattern. Like people are actually looking up which weapons they can they can legally own without issue, just in case they want to murder someone. But it's not like large enough for it to be like okay everyone's just using crossbows now it's not like the yakuza's go around going okay guys so technically it's legal first home guns so we should try these crossbows for a while <laughs> and see if we can get away with it those criminal organizations very well known for following the law <laughs> and hey. i know there's some gun i know there's some gun rights activists out there well the only Way to stop a bad guy with a crossbow is a good crossbow. <laughs> I'm sorry, you're listening to a podcast with two British people. I'm, mm. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. All I'm saying is they got that one guy on tax evasion. I can't remember what his name is. Was it Al Capone? Am I remember that right? It's not Al Pacino. If I say Al Pacino, I'll look like a fool. That's a different person entirely. Then you'll have to buy him a Dunkachino. What's my name? Dunkachino! I'm just saying, you don't want to be the Yakuza who gets thrown in jail for having your gun out when all your other mates are like, should have got a crossbow, mate. They can't arrest you for holding a crossbow. What are you doing? <laughs> They're the guy, the guy who's just been beaten to half death. Yeah, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> That's all about crossbows, but someone who was throwing away and doing something worse than possessing a crossbow was friend of the podcast, Tony Tanaka. And he is now allowed to be our friend because he has been dropped of all charges. Yeah. therefore has done nothing wrong. No, wait, no, that's not how that works. I don't usually say people's names, but this guy's a British national named Anthony Tanaka. And kind of hard to turn down that opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> it's Tony Tanaka. 
That's such a good name. (sighs) Yeah, so end of March, uh, this man uh, was arrested for allegedly stuffing empty boxed meals and chopsticks and plastic bottles into mailboxes, uh, notably just in front of the city's government office. Um, Like a fool. When interviewed uh, for violating the Waste Management and Public Cleansing Act, um, uh, Tanaka said that I thought it was a garbage can. Uh, On Thursday, prosecutors uh, basically said that they would not prosecute him. Uh, They have not stated a reason. <laughs> so like, yeah. Oh no. Nope. Wait. This this guy's not from here. Technically, he's he's got British nationality. We can't do anything about it. It's just the gaijin. We leave the gaijins alone. I think it's much more. This is much more of a problem than it's actually worth. So yeah. Uh, for those who don't know, uh, basically, what I just said. But it started in December. Uh, when Kamakura Post Office telephoned police to report mail stained by garbage. And police, as of March, confirmed a total of 150 pieces of mail that had been soiled. Gross. So, yeah. Also, it's not stated whether all of these were done by just... or Well, all of these could have been done by this man, because, for all we know... He did just think they were a rubbish bin. By the way, Japanese post boxes look like post boxes, kids. Don't don't put yeah. rubbish in them. <laughs> it, they're, they're, they're kind of obvious. Hopefully, he won't be making that mistake again. Though Japan really does lack public bins. It is a really, really annoying problem. And everyone goes, oh, Japan's so clean. You can't... It's like, everyone just takes their rubbish home with you. It's like, no, 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 they don't. I mean, lots of people <laughs> do, but also just take, like, two steps outside of the tourist area that they pay multiple people to clean. It's like, I can literally pick rubbish outside. I can I can pick up rubbish almost continually on my way to school, and I would get to school very late. And because <laughs> it's, e- it's the evening now, the school would be locked, so there would be double egg on my face. And on your hands, probably, from picking up all yeah, the trash. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, this is also the point I add on. But also, all the Japanese kids clean their schools. Yeah, they're shit at it. <laughs> <laughs> I know, because I do it with them three times a week. <laughs> you have oh never seen God. a four more half-heartedly wiped. <laughs> Because guess what? They're kids. You're forcing 16-year-olds to do sweeping. They don't care. They literally don't give a shit. Yeah. Think of any 16-year-old in your life and force them to use a broom. That is exactly what my high school looks like. (laughs) Damn, John's coming for all of you today. them kids and f- your expectations for them. Oh, no, I don't, I don't care, I don't care about the kids. They're 16 year olds in the middle of the school day being forced to do like manual labor. I'm just like, I, I don't mind that they don't care because I totally wouldn't care. 
I'm actually not even, like, obligated to do it. I just do it because, one, the place is messy, and <laughs> I, need to I need to clean up. And two, like, it gets me off my bum halfway through the day. But yeah, it's just such an online thing of, like, oh, Japan is so clean. No, it, like, it is clean. It's, it's, like, bits of it are clean. It's just not as clean as you think. Guess what, kids? It takes extra effort to, like, draw extra rubbish into your anime. So, obviously, all the schools look dead f***ing cleaning, though. <laughs> no animator's going to take their time to make a school look sufficiently messy if they can avoid it. Also, all the schools do still employ, like, a janitor as well. Oh, good. Like, yeah. And uh, also, top tip, if you are looking for a bin in Japan, convenience stores. They always all have bins. You might feel kind of bad just going in and throwing all your trash in their bins. Don't. Is there anything a convenience store can't do in Japan? No. I pay for my bills. I pay for my Amazon deliveries there. I uh, buy massively unhealthy food there. Yeah, that, that, that's everything. <laughs> Japan really took the convenience part of convenience stores literally, and I respect them for that. Yep. And uh, finally, in Crime Corner, we have uh, more things being stolen, because... Uh, it's Japan, and you're gonna get weirdos stealing stuff. Which category are we in this week? Here's three seconds we... to guess. Dun, 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 dun. It's musical instruments. Yeah, so if you've been listening to a long time, you might remember the fact that uh, there was someone stealing shoes. Actually, lots of people stealing shoes. Uh, there was someone stealing piano covers. Still not sure what's going on with that one. No. Uh, but this time someone has moved on to the actual instruments themselves. This is a man who was arrested earlier this year, a 39-year-old man who is suspected of stealing recorders from a middle school. That is not like a tape recorder, it is the recorder as in the best Titanic theme ever. <laughs> This is allegedly uh, between the 3rd and 6th of December in 2018. A company employee uh, stole one recorder belonging to a girl who was then 16 from a middle school in uh, Nishi Ward of Aishi Prefecture. Um, he was arrested for this theft on Wednesday and admitted to the allegations. Um... According to the police, thefts of recorders belonging to the girls have taken place on a regular basis. Thomas, do you want to guess how many girls have had their recorders stolen? Notably, the first one is reported to have happened, or the first one we know of, happened back in 2018. I mean, John, I don't really, if we're going to be honest. <laughs> but let's see. Uh, 52. Uh, twenty six. Ah, I was, I was, I was way too high. I was over double. Yeah, but during a search of the residence of the man in Nishiboard, uh, the police seized sixteen recorders. Oh no! <laughs> so you might be wondering, that, Thomas, that is happened? lower than the number you said. <laughs> <laughs> um. 
Well, it's the fact that other stolen recorders were found for sale on an internet shopping site. Oh, good. This just gets worse. <laughs> so, Thomas, I want to I give you a question here. Do you really have what to, is- though, John? <laughs> what is weirder? The guy stealing middle schoolers' recorders and selling them. Or the people buying them. Well, I have to. I, I have to say, in this particular example, the guy stealing the recorders might just be stealing them to sell them. I'm not. We we can't confirm or deny how invested he is in the recorders themselves. However, the people buying the recorders are definitely invested in just the recorders. Um, so that is a they, good. They, they have no out about that. They have no escape. They must live in their shame now. There's no more details I can find online. I will keep you updated, Thomas, because I'm Please course, do not! <laughs> I, I, will keep, I, will, I will keep you updated, because of course I will. Why must I suffer like you, John? <laughs> uh, though, apparently, uh, after the thefts began, one victim posted on her blog about it. And I do actually... This is, like, kind of interesting, because I kind of want to know how they were stolen because the guy is like not a teacher or employed at the school from what he i can see walked so, in or broken yeah or is he like stealing them from like girls on their way home like are people just leaving recorders lying about i yeah i scarily must i want to know more and most of the <laughs> stuff i found online is just copy and pasting the same article i have here so please, if you have any information, please email us at geeksandguidance at gmail.com. John, I'm not really sure I need anyone telling me how to break into a school and steal school, te- school children's recorders. I, I, I don't think either of us need to know this. And it's probably best oh, no, that you, you do not have that information accessible. Oh no, I don't need tips. I just want to know. <laughs> I, I just want to... <laughs> oh dear. Uh, this is getting incriminating, so it's time to move on to snack break. Yay! My school doesn't use recorders. It's not a middle school. It's a high school. We have a brass band instead. (laughs) John's just walking out with a tuba. (laughs) 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 Gotta get the big bucks for this one. (laughs) John had seen the shipping costs. <laughs> yeah, no way you're making a profit on that one. <laughs> well, it's time this week for snack break. And because I've been locked inside my house, mostly due to crippling anxiety, but also a pandemic, mm. I, ha- I haven't had the chance to experience some of the iconic snacks of Japan. This is, of course, the Japanese crepe. That iconic French, no, Japanese uh, food. <laughs> uh, I'm calling it Japanese because if you showed a Japanese crepe to a Frenchman, I, I, I don't think they, they'd be happy with you. They would slap you in the face and because say something French. in French. It has nothing to, it's nothing to do with the crepe. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, you Englishman, slap! I might be projecting my own experiences. 
<laughs> We've all been to Paris, John. We know what they're like there. To be honest, from my experiences in Paris, it's pretty similar. I will say, I, <laughs> I, I, it's the opposite. Actually, when I went to Paris, everyone was extremely nice to me, which is like one of like the most opposite experiences like I've ever had from like people talking about a city. Like, <laughs> everyone is very rude. They're horrible. I'm just like. It's it's nice. Everywhere smells of smoke, but it's pleasant. Anyway, crepes. Um, <laughs> Japanese crepes are different due to the fact they're generally filled with whipped cream, ice cream, and fruit. Uh, they're very famous for appearing in anime and also places like Takeshita Dori or Takeshita Street, which is a famous cosplay street in Tokyo where they're famous for having crepes. I have eaten crepes on Takeshita Dori. However, that was three years ago, and I can't remember that far back for the podcast. I'm sorry, but turns out teaching Japanese high schoolers more concussions than you'd think. Uh, <laughs> like we said, they're terrible with those brooms. They don't know what they're doing with them. They're just flailing wildly. However, when I was looking around in the freezer section uh, trying to find something for this week's snack break, I found frozen cheesecake ice cream crepe. Yeah, makes sense. As you do. What's the news on this one, John? So you can find pictures of this snack on the Gaijin John Instagram, uh, which is at the Gaijin John, where I generally put up the snack breaks eventually. Um, <laughs> uh, this one is specifically a Rea Cheese Cakey. So it's cheesecake flavoured ice cream inside a crepe. Which is frozen. It's a little elaborate. I'll, I'll not gonna lie. It does have like this elaborate opening scheme. It's a bit like, um, for those at home, how can I describe this? It's almost like a McDonald's wrap. Because uh, everyone has McDonald's wraps, Jonathan. Yeah, we've all uh, <laughs> had a McDonald's wrap, John. Yeah, we all know what you're talking about here. Mm hmm. Yeah, well, carry on. Who- for those who haven't had McDonald's wrap, uh, daily £2 deal mwah, um, <laughs> got me through university. But no, um, also, if you use the self-order checkouts, they can take off any ingredients you don't like. Uh, and they're still £2. You may um, probably just ask a, a real human to do that as well, if you want. Thomas, we both know that's not going to happen. You're right, sorry. <laughs> But yeah, so it's like almost like a zip pull at the top, except so it's like serrated. So a serrated pull at the top, so you have like an open triangle. So it's, mm. it is literally you get a triangle of of like frozen crepe because usually they're like a little like cone that you hold like an ice cream cone. Mm-hmm. It's basically an ice cream cone but with a crepe, which is essentially what this is, but a bit more squashed. <laughs> and then is you it pull supposed down. To be squashed. Oh. It is supposed to be like squished. It it, it it's it comes like this, and so there we have a the inside, which is I will not lie, pretty sad looking. It does look like someone sat on a cornetto. Yeah, well, I suppose you have to do that when your cornetto basically has has cold pastry as a cone. Mm. But no, it is literally just like a it's a it's a pancake covering ice cream and there seems to be like some brown like i don't want to say chocolate chips are these oh 
they're like brown little chips on the front. They're supposed to be like the base of the cheesecake. Like Ooh. the cookie base. And so the rest is supposed to taste of cheesecake. They've actually gone all out on making it cheesecakey. There is an actual store in the mall, maybe about a ten minute walk away from me, that do do fresh uh, that do do fresh crepes. Um, so I don't know why I bought this. One, because I can do it... Well, I do know. One, because I can do it at home. And two, that mall scares me after school because all my students go there. And also, like, crepes are kind of a thing. They're like, a, oh, you go out with, like, your friends or, like, you go out on a date and get crepes and stuff. They're not, like... Crepes are not an alone... Japanese crepes filled with ice cream and fruit and stuff are not an alone food. Which is why I'm going to eat this alone by myself now. Anyway, uh, it's starting. <laughs> the ice cream is starting to melt. So here we go. Eat the takimas. Okay, interesting. First thing, crepe can't taste it at all because oh. it is. It's a deliver. It is as all Japanese crepes are a delivery system for something much much sweeter. All right. So this is not a French taste of the crepe and the lemon and the. And the sugar, no. This is a delivery for cheesecake-flavoured ice cream, which is great. Because the cheesecake-flavoured ice cream has, like, white chocolate chips going throughout it. So it's like a chocolate cheesecake with, like, a slight hint of strawberry and cheese. is good. And, like, the fact that you don't have, like, a cone and you can just buy this and hold it in, like, a crepe form means it's great for just holding. I love it. Yeah, so I think the white chocolate chips are also, like, strawberry-flavoured as well. That is elaborate. Yeah, and the crepe works really well as something holding this together. Like, you could kind of, You can't really do this as, like, a stick. And Japan has lots of, like, ice cream cones that you literally just buy with, like, a plastic casing over the top, which is weirdly weird. But this, like, works really well. And, like, the packaging's kind of nice. You could even keep the bottom in the packaging to stop it from stop it from melting in your hands so you can literally do like a proper cornetto with it this is a great idea legit i'm surprised there are not more of these i think they're a great way to eat ice cream <laughs> you've cracked it japan seriously buy a bunch of these bring them into the uk and have them as like a a novelty thing they'll store really really well because they're like flat they don't take up the spaces of like other like mr whippies or cornettos and stuff it's like it's great and you can have loads of weird flavors and stuff with them i'm loving it including this one which is just rare cheesecake only rare cheesecake not ultra rare not legendary cheesecake i think rare is a brand not mythic cheesecake no None of that. Disappointing. Oh. I want my purple cheesecake. Okay, that was legitimately delicious. <laughs> I mean, I could have got lucky and just got a good flavour, but still, like, the concept holds. The concept is strong. So if you come to Japan and you want an icy snack, get, get, a, get an ice lolly. It's much less calories than this. But if you want a cheesecake-filled crepe, then that's Japan is second to none. But now, if you want the experience, if you want, say, Thomas, 
I want to mm. eat as many cheesecake ice cream filled crepes as I want. But I'm scared of looking fat. Do you know what I can do? Do you know what Japan has come up with to, to counteract this? Going to the gym. No. What you do is you hire a fat guy to stand next to you whilst you eat so you look less fat. <sighs> yes, this is real. Thomas, have you ever wanted to rent a fat person? <laughs> what kind of question is that? <laughs> well, this does come from the country that lets you rent a middle-aged man or rent a sister. Um, mostly oh, because lots of people in Japan are cripplingly lonely. Um and the only way to resolve that loneliness is through financial transactions, yes. This is a company called Debukari, which comes from the Japanese words debu, which means fat, and kadidu, to rent. So it's for Trent. However, Thomas, sadly, there's of course the joke of, I don't need a fat guy, I am my own fat guy, <laughs> but I... I would not, I, I, I cannot, I cannot own up to this. I wouldn't, I need to do some training. I, I'm not able to get into their <laughs> roster. You're so not the, big enough. The, yeah, the fat designation comes from the company itself. It's the company set up by, I was, say, I was about to say by overweight people, for overweight people. But yeah, so uh, they have three weight thresholds. Oh my the God. First, the first is 100 kilograms, or 220 pounds. Uh, the second is over 125 kilograms. And the third is the whopping over 150 kilogram class. It's weird that they did this by weight instead of, like, BMI. But sure, carry on. BMI, they, they do use BMI in Japan, but I will state that BMI is awful for anyone who isn't a Western white guy. Fair enough, so. there is that. I don't know exactly how you would possibly accurately measure someone's fatness then. I'm not up to date on yeah. all the medical checks, so let's go yeah. with just raw weight for now. So I will note that this is not, you'll note, Thomas, this is not a romantic escort or anything like that. <laughs> It's just for eating food. You're well, not allowed no, to not fall in that. love with the fat guy. <laughs> it's strictly business. Uh, <laughs> At no point during goal... this are you allowed to fall in love with me. <sighs> <laughs> the company states that its goal is to promote progression away from an era where being fat had a negative image. Uh... And also asserting that in Japan... It takes skill to reach a weight of over a hundred kilograms. Uh, uh, I'm not sure I believe any of these statements. I am just saying, with the amount of snacks that I eat regularly on this podcast, like, I'm sorry, Japan, your snack culture does does not make skill does not make it a skill to reach a hundred kilograms. That's just a daily trip to the kombini. Uh, a slightly more context, uh, this is an offshoot of a plus-sized men's clothing store called Kizilla by Mr. Bliss. Uh, though, I will say that Debu Carry also offers women and other gender people. Other is their words. So, Thomas, I bet you're wondering, 
Why would anyone think this would be a business? You know what, John? I, I would almost think that, but then I remember exactly what kind of economy we're living in right now. And it doesn't, like, surprise me from a capitalist measurement. It's just insanely weird. So they state that one for commercial clients, they say they can provide plus size models and extras for photo shoots and TV slash movie filming. That's all understandable. However, individuals can also rent a Debu person for personal, non-business purposes. And Debu Carry suggests the following. I want help eating a crazy large portion menu item at a restaurant. Sorry, what? Hold on. I'm not going to be able to finish this meal. Let me call a fat person for hire so they can finish it for me. I want help picking out a present for someone I know who's heavy set. Just, just, just talk to the person you're going to buy the gift from. What? I'm doing cosplay and want someone to dress as a heavy set character from the series. That's modelling again. That's that's fair. I want someone to stand by me when I take a picture so I'll look thinner. That's 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 a bit yeah. That that's where it gets a little weird. <laughs> I have a problem that I want advice from a heavy set person about. And finally, I want someone to play on a seesaw with me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give them the last one. You... That. <laughs> yeah, was not expecting that one, but um, I like their imagination. Well, their rates are surprisingly affordable. Uh, <laughs> they are 2,000 yen an hour for non-business use rentals. Uh, and all the fee goes to the person. None of it gets taken by Debu Carry. Um, Damn, son. Uh, they, I assume for the commercial ones, they might take a proportion of it. Uh, and also, if you're in Japan and you are over any of their weight thresholds and you've not already turned off this podcast for us being really horrible, I'm sorry. Um, they are looking for Debu people to register with them. Uh, and so you can become a member. I'd have to do quite a bit of eating to join up. So I just don't know whether I can achieve my dream, Thomas. <laughs> also i will note some great facebook uh some great facebook comments under this article uh one looks like a dream come true for alt english teachers after their contract is over <laughs> big stuff i will say big truths uh notably the following comment Considering how low some ALT salaries are, I'm not sure they can afford the food to reach the 100 kilogram threshold. <laughs> I mean, some of them would sign up just so they can do the bit where they show up at someone's restaurant and finish their course for them. <laughs> it's like, I'll do that for free. Just give me the free food. I mean, depending on the food. 
I'm not, John, I'm not John I've, like, I've seen what you've picked for snack break. You are not that fussy of a person. <laughs> oh, no, I'm really not. But if it's like Codro or like Natto, I'm not doing that. If it's two very specific things, I'm not doing that. All other <laughs> things are fine. Uh, uh, but no, and finally, that's almost the end of the show today. Uh, but I just thought we'd finally set up. Uh, Suger is with you, Thomas. You have custody at the moment. <laughs> he, he is in my care. That That's for sure. Suga Lin, or Prime Minister Suga, is currently down in Cornwall uh, for the G7 at time of recording. And he's there being a pillock, as always. But now he's surrounded by a bunch of other pillocks. So it somehow balances it out. He is with his own kind. Yeah, and his own kind of, of course, stated that they back the Tokyo Olympics. And Japan and Suga's promptly said that, yes, all the G7 are thoroughly behind uh, supporting the Tokyo Olympics going ahead. Well, obviously Suga would say that, (laughs) but yeah. Well, the other, both Biden and Johnson have come out in public statements saying, like, we support the Olympics Uh, happening. Uh, But I will say... I've been thinking quite a lot about this. Uh, by doing so, you are calling for Japanese people to die. Mm. Basically. Yes. Because there is no way in a million years that more people don't die because of this. Like, this is not a fairyland. You can't just have, like, this huge event. I will say that people die from things every day, and that's true. But this just makes me, like, it makes me angry, these people just, like, blatantly calling for this safe Olympics. There is no safe Olympics. You can't, you can't do that. It's, it's not feasibly possible. It's like, even the other day, I was looking at stuff online, people talking about the Olympics going ahead. And then going, oh, well, there'll be no in-public stuff. Uh, so what about house viewing parties? It's just, it's another thing that just makes me, like, angry. And also it's the fact that now the Olympics are definitely going to happen. Because, like, I think Suga could have afforded, like, the loss of face maybe at home. Like, he could have survived that. But there's no way in a million years he's going to be able to back down from hosting the Olympics after promising both Biden and the other G7 countries to their face. Which just makes me... Annoyed, and I hope all the leaders are happy with the blood on their hands. Sorry, more blood on their hands. Um, are they even going to notice? I don't know, but they support Suga and his safe Tokyo Olympics, and that is like having a safe, mind-strewn Irish dancing competition. Er. I'm sorry, this is kind of an angry point to end on the podcast, but I'm just, ah. Oh, oh, it's just. There's, there's no getting around it, is there? No. No, no, there's We've not. seen this coming for months. And it's finally arrived. It's a blatant disregard of the lives of the Japanese people for a literal show. And it makes me sick. Yay, comedy podcast.
Yay. Uh, yeah, sorry, there's nothing more we can do. The, 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 the crepe was nice. Crepe was nice. Yay. <laughs> uh, don't throw your, your lunchboxes into mailboxes and make sure you ask your government nicely if you're allowed to own a deadly weapon. And I, I guess slap some bread on your face and have a lovely day. <laughs> Indeed. And if you want to hear more from me, which isn't just very, very angry. <laughs> wait, wait a few few months, maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wait, 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 wait a teeny bit. Uh, but also, Thomas, um, sudden reveal at the end of the episode, because this isn't actually the real one. Uh, but our count on Podbean has come up to 100 episodes. Yay! <laughs> yeah, including which, the uh, the Japanese History for Gaijin's episodes, we are now at a hundred, which is crazy. Crazy. Uh, we have no special like planned or even in the works. Also, I think by the time we get to a hundred, I will maybe be on a flight. No, I won't, <laughs> we won't be able to make it to a hundred by the time I leave Japan. Uh, but we'll 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 get close. And so, yeah, we'll uh, we'll have some more info about the podcast and stuff closer to the time. But if you want to listen to more of our backlog, Thomas, where can people find it? Well, as just pointed out, most of our stuff is available on Podbean. As our primary hosting platform, we also upload everything onto iTunes, Spotify, and our YouTube channel, All Geeks and Gaijins. If you want to follow us to see if... Uh, what we're generally doing uh, you can follow us on Twitter either at Geeks and Gaijins or The Gaijin John uh, John's Instagram is also The Gaijin John as you heard him plug earlier in the show if you want Indeed. to check exactly what it is he's eating and some of those things are a sight to behold so jump on over there if you want to see what m- majesties and monstrosities Japanese cuisine has in store for you we also have a Facebook page also Geeks and Gaijins uh, where everything feeds through eventually. And we have our email, geeksandguidance at gmail.com. Do you want to plug the Twitch as well, John? Yeah, so we occasionally, I haven't done any solo stuff on there, but we will be back uh, doing some more stuff on twitch.tv slash geeksandguidance in the future. Um, we promise. <laughs> we promise. Pinky Sorry. promise. <laughs> Pinky dinky dinky promise. But yeah. And I think that's everything. And we will see you next week, listeners. In Japan. Bye. I'm too angry to do sparkly stars this week. Sparkly stars. Sparkly stars. Sparkly stars. 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 Cover version. Do not steal.